This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry, what's going on, my friend? Oh, I had a good old time laughing and laughing and laughing at events in sports today. Really? Yes. Okay, so l- let me give you a thought. Let me, let me take you where I've been. Okay. So it started last night mm-hmm. when after the post game, LeBron, who did everything but sell popcorn and soda <laughs> for the Lakers last night, after the game, he's talking, he's talking, and then at the end, he says, you know, I got a lot of thinking to do about basketball. Then our ESPN, ESPN reporter, uh, McMenamin, uh-huh. reports that LeBron is considering possible retirements, thinking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. A- and Gordon, he probably won't. I don't think he will. But... After last night, I, I probably would feel the same way if I were him. Because Gordon, there was n- nobody else helped him out. I mean, once again, and we can criticize him and people may think it's unfair and whatever. But once again, Gordon, I mean, you know, <laughs> where is Anthony Davis? He pl- the most he played to help uh, the Lakers last night was in the fourth quarter. He was Mr. Invisible for most of that game. So I was laughing at the thought process of, you know, LeBron James saying, I'm retiring. After last night, I understand. Number two. Okay. Number two. Mm-hmm. Being uh, maybe a couple of days past 40, Aaron Rodgers, this is the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wake up with tweaks and soreness and. And, and listen, I'm not pretending that I was an elite athlete, Gordon. No. But I, you didn't have to agree that easy. Well, but, no, but, I think we both got <laughs> I, I'm thinking myself in the same vein. No, I'm just course. messing with you. I'm just having fun. So, so uh, you know, that's, that's life, my friend. That's the way it's going to be. A little tweak here, a little calf here. But then I thought, just a calf already? He hasn't even been hit yet. If the calf has been tweaked already... They really better make sure that offensive line is in good shape, Gordon. So that was the second thing that had me laughing. Yeah, well, look, I'll take the first part first with LeBron. Uh, he certainly did carry them for a good stretch, but it was clear as well that he was out of gas near the end. Uh, yeah. he, you know, there's only so much, I guess, at his age that he can do, and he did a ton of it in the first half, but as the game wore on, uh, he wore down. And uh, I thought it was interesting when, when Jokic had the, the five fouls, I figured, okay, this is the time that LeBron is going to attack. And he was looking for other guys to help him out. And it was almost like the Knicks at the end of the series against the Heat. There was nobody there to uh, to help him out. So that's for sure. I don't think that for one single second that LeBron is going to retire. I don't feel like – I feel like with LeBron, a lot of times, a lot of stuff is done um, – it's orchestrated. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as I heard that he has been followed around by the guys who do the last dance or did the last dance for the Chicago Bulls, that documentary, I said, Mm -hmm. oh, well, that makes sense. This is this is now setting up the narratives for his his last dance, maybe next year with him and Kyrie riding off to the sunset, at least for LeBron. Uh, The second thing for for Aaron Rodgers and the calf injury, I, I took it as. I don't really want to be here to begin with, but I'm, I'm playing the good soldier because I'm so happy to be here, but I don't really feel like, oh, ow, oh, my liver, my liver, you know, like a Beavis and Butthead. No, no, it's lower. My liver, my liver. So uh, I, I don't think that uh, it's something to concern yourself with just yet, but when you are banking your entire season on a guy at his age, that should always be first foremost in your mind because that that – like anytime you, you, you feel good about your team or feel good about whatever franchise you're rooting for, there has to be a part of you that how can this possibly go wrong? The first way that it can go wrong for the Jets is if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would the fact that you saw that today, I'm not saying you have to panic. I don't think you have to be concerned just yet, but Mm-mm. it's right there. It's always, it's, going, it's always going to be right there. You have to hold your breath the entire season to a certain degree that nothing like that happens when the season's going on. And here's number three, Gordon, that had me laughing. Okay. There's an article about Sam Darnold threatening to be the number one quarterback of the 49ers. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that time already, Larry? Is it May already? It feels like those things 
are cyclic, cyclicer. How do you say that? Circular. 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 Yeah, I feel like those things pop up every single year. (laughs) There's certain stories that pop up every single year. And uh, I'm sure this is the time that uh, Sam Darnold, yep, he's going to overtake everybody and he's going to be the franchise quarterback out from San Francisco, I'm sure. Now, for all the grief that the Jets get for drafting him, Mm -hmm. and they should. Yes. All right, Gordon? And they should. Yep. Okay? What do we say about these other teams who think he's good enough that they can fix him? What do we say about them? We can't let them off scot-free. No. You know, we, we, we need to kill Carolina too. You saw what he did in New York. Why? You thought you had to, you thought you could do him better? No, no good. Now you're going to Frisco. So now here's the thing, Gordon. If Frisco can't fix him and they have an outstanding offensive mind as a head coach, outstanding. If he can't fix him, Gordon, then what do we say? What, what, what do we say about Sam Darnold? We have to say that he was a, uh, a, a, he was a college quarterback. He was a college system quarterback who worked well in the system they had at USC, but when he elevated, couldn't get it done. And really, to be fair, he kind of showed you with the turnovers in his last year that he wasn't going to be that good in the NFL. Yeah, it was not just a jet problem. No. It started as a jet problem. Mm-hmm. And for all the people who say, oh, no, you remember when they got the, the second pick in the draft? No, no, don't get rid of Sam. Keep Sam here. Build around Sam. The fact that he's gone other places. Now, look, is there a possibility that he gets a chance at some point for the 49? Like, that's quarterback heaven, right? Like, if you can't cut it there, you're not going to cut it anywhere. I would not be banking that he's going to cut it there because I've Mm -hmm. seen other, you know, the two years in Carolina and everything else. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time believing now all of a sudden. If if that turns out to be the case, then Shanahan is not getting paid nearly enough. No, <laughs> he should he should walk in and immediately renegotiate his contract. Absolutely, matter of fact, he deserves part ownership. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he, he can have his that. name retired or his number to pick a number. We'll retire it for you. Exactly, exactly. He, he, it would be number fourteen, the same as Darnold. Mm. <laughs> you retire that number, and you know that would be. I mean, I mean, Gordon, what does he show you to make you think he can play? Well, he was a very reserve. high draft pick. He, he, you know what? It, there's a thing in, in, in life. It's called casting. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot of times with managers or, or um, head coaches where they look the part. Yeah. They look like what you think that person should look like. Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold, if you look at him without watching him play or don't know how he played in the NFL so far, he looks like a quarter, he's 6'3", he's 220, 225, whatever he is, big guy, handsome guy. But when he actually plays and puts the helmet on, it's, it's, it's not been good. It's, it's not, not good. been good. No, it hasn't. So there's a bunch of things for us to talk about here on the Dan Grasso Show at 1-800-919-3776. Uh, Mets and Yankees both in action tonight. Yankees in a big series up in the Bronx against the the – Kind of surprising Baltimoreans. I'm not going to say totally surprising, Gordon, because they kind of showed you last year that they were trending in this in this direction. Uh, but you got to feel good if you're a Yankee fan because you've got you've got your ace on the mound and he's been phenomenal this year. Home run issues the past couple of games, but for the most part, he's been consistent. He's been dominant, and you know he's approaching 2,000 strikeouts for his career. And the fact that you've lost a lot of guys along the way, this guy's got hurt, Severino's back. Uh, when Rodon shows up, who knows? But you have to get the guys who are healthy and the guys you are counting on to perform, and there's no question that so far Garrett Cole has performed this year. He's, he's, been, um, he's, he's been the ace. Mm-hmm. You, you, can't, you can't ask of anything else from him. When you've had losing streaks, he stopped them. He's given you a chance to win. He's gone deep into games. He's given the bullpen some time off. He's had a really good season. I've not heard one single call, and now maybe we'll get it tonight because I said it. (laughs) I've not heard one single call on any show so far this year mentioning how Garrett Cole is overpaid. The only thing you did hear about somebody questioning when he was an ace. (laughs) That's the only thing you did. And your head almost exploded. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. ERA of two. Striking out everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know what people are watching sometimes. No, they they want they want they don't want any they don't want him to give up anything. Or no, they want shutouts. Yep. Just every shut single him time. Out. Yep. That's mm-hmm. it. One nothing. That's it. Realistic. No. Sure. No, that's it. You know. In this era of baseball. <laughs> no, not happening. 
Not at all. Mets and Cubs uh, in Chicago. Mets looking to, they've won five in a row, looking to keep the, the winning thing going. I heard uh, Buck Showalter on with the Michael K show. We'll have some excerpts of that a little bit later in the show, just to give you uh, some context on what Buck is talking about. And the other thing that I'm really curious about, Gordon, and I, I got to tell you, I really admire Peter Rosenberg. I do. He is, I have utmost respect for him as a fan. Because for him to be so hyped and all in on the Boston Celtics after not only the three games, but the third game that they produced, and he is fighting for his team. I'm, you know, he's going along for the program. And Gordon, if I were him, I would have no faith that the team is even going to show up. I would have no faith. I would look now. I would be hoping that things would be different. I would. I would. Maybe I'm. I'm saying that because I'm hoping it'll be the opposite. You know. But I just. I. And then to hear them say, "Don't let us win one." Well, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Don't let you Don't win worry. one. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so I give him a lot of respect. I have the utmost respect for him because he's hanging with this team. And listen, he's not a fraud. But wow, he's, he's he was a overly... fraud when when Coach K was retiring. All of a sudden, rooting for Duke. I mean, that one that can't go away. I think he. I think the Celtics have broken him. I, they, they may have. They may. But have, he's right yeah. with them. He's with them. Going. Yeah, he's, but he's, I think right at some there. point you just become broken. That you, there's nothing else you can do. So you just accept your fate and you you yeah. you, you, you you what is it? You you live on your feet rather you than die on your, on your knees. Yep, so uh, he's, right. he's going. He's going into that good night with uh, his fist pumping. You know. And Don's a good friend. He's like, oh, you know what? Then they get another one. They win tonight. Then they get another one. And now mm. maybe, yeah. you know, Miami's thinking. Uh-huh. And Don is right. Look, what a good friend Don McGregor is. Me, I'd be like, Peter, I'm just telling you, man. Yeah, it's over. Be, it's over. <laughs> is that a good friend or is that like, I don't know if that's a good friend. I think that's lying to somebody when the, the, the obvious is clear. You know, and then they go through the stats of teams that have come back. And all. you know, it's like, I mean, it, look. Gordon, we've been in sports long enough to know anything can happen. Sure. But it's not likely. Not the and way I they would, play. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did win tonight. I wouldn't either. Because that, that game three performance was just so embarrassing. It was awful. I mean, if you have any, you would have thought that the game three performance was when, if you had pride, that's when it yeah. shows up. And it was clear they had no pride that night. They quit. I mean, you have you have all-time great NBA players like Magic Johnson, NBA royalty, yes. saying that the Celtics quit yes. on the floor. Not even a question. Not even a question. And it wasn't and, a hot take. Everybody no. agreed. It wasn't like anybody, <laughs> oh, Magic, what are you talking about? No, everybody agreed. You're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it was right before your eyes. It was right before. The evidence was clear. So I would like to think that they'll show up with some some pride tonight, but... I don't know if pride is enough to overcome 30-point deficits like it was in Game 3. I just, I mean, that was a must-win game for you, and that's how you came out. Why would I think that you would do any better? Yeah. Why would I think that tonight would be – you know, you know how I see tonight, Gordon? I'll give mm. you – tell you. I see tonight much like the Laker game last night. Mm-hmm. They're strong early, right? They come – they're strong early. They're, they're, you know, they're playing well, and they end up losing in the fourth quarter. That's how I don't think it'll be as bad, but I see them strong early getting out to the strong start, but Miami just wearing them down because we said it when they played the Knicks, and it's clear. Spolstra has a better team, not talent. He's got a better team in the sense of everybody knows their role, Gordon, and everybody comes to the arena knowing they're going to play. And when they play, this is their job. And he doesn't ask them to do anything they can't do. It, it's, it's, it's like Riley. It's like Belichick. They don't ask you to do what you can't do. They know your weaknesses. This is your – we don't want you – you're not a three-point shooter? Good. Go by the basket and get rebounds and, and get the ball out. <laughs> That's your job. All right? They don't have people do what they can't do. So that – and he plays 10 players, Gordon. People don't play 10 players in the postseason. They don't. They, you, the rosters are like six, seven, maybe eight. He goes. Tom Thibodeau sometimes barely plays five. I know, barely. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll take your calls next on ninety eight seven ESPN. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, before we get to the phones, they always talk about walks, right? That walks mm-hmm. always come back to hurt you and... Yep. It did for um, Garrett Cole. It did for Garrett Cole in the first inning, and you know what, Aaron Judge just off the just off the tip of his glove, Gordon. He, did he pick? He, it looks like he picked it up late, maybe. Yeah, it was tough to see. But it's fading away too. Yeah, uh, it just was off the tip of his glove. Um, there's not that much ground to cover in right field, so maybe he did get a little bit of a late jump on it, but. Um, 2-0 early on, so the Yankees' bats have got to show that this recent turnaround is for real. So we, we, will, we will see tonight. Absolutely. All right, let's head to the phones. Uh, let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, you're leading off on the Dan Grasso Show. Hey, good evening, Larry. Gordon, how are you? Ira. And uh, how are you, boys? I, I, I tell you, you know, you can't make it up. And then, Gordon, I agree with you. It's really nothing I, I hope not really to be concerned about. But only the Jets. You have all this good feeling, and the first day they actually hit the field for some, you know, ridiculous practice, and the guy tweaked whatever, a calf, an ankle, whatever, whatever it was. And, you know, he'll be fine. But you, you know what really got under my skin when I heard about it and read about it is that they were trying to already sell Zach Wilson. I, <laughs> I, I can't – I'm sorry. I cannot take it. I do not want to hear that. I think Douglas should know better. And I think in August, their backup quarterback, whoever that may be, whoever's going to be available, they'll sign somebody in August. Because I can't believe that a team on paper <clears throat> with this type of roster, if they have a wing record and Rodgers were to go down at some point late in the year, they're not turning this team over to Zach Wilson. And then the other thing I want to question both, you know, I don't think either one of you mentioned it yet, Beckton's comments blew my mind. I mean, here's a guy that's basically produced nothing and he's complaining about the coaching and the training staff and that they did him wrong. He already punched his ticket out of here because Douglas's M.O. is that guys who complain, they're out. And whether he has a good year, whether he has a bad year, I don't see him any part of this team going forward. I agree with you, Ira. I don't think so. And it is funny that with all the lack of play and the injuries and the things and the, and the disappointment that he's had in his career, that he's now blaming the Jets. Let's listen. A lot of this is your fault. You, you're required to come into shape. Like, that, that's a no-brainer. I mean, Gordon Ira, his first year, he ended up not playing because he came out of the games because he was winded. Yeah. He was exhausted. I mean, that's not the Jets' fault. That's your fault. Nope. Come on. There's a fr- there's a saying that I use with my son a lot of times, and it is people who are good at making excuses are rarely good at anything else. Mm. And uh, for Makai Becton, it, it's almost like an Aaron uh, uh, Hicks situation where he's talking, oh, what, you're my role. What's my role on the team? Like, oh, it was about the training staff. It was about the coaching staff. Dude, look yourself in the mirror. And even, and even if those things are true, Keep that under your hat. Put it yeah. on you. You're the one who's responsible for this. 
I mean, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything. I'd be too busy working. Mm -hmm. I got nothing to say. All I'm trying to do, because Gordon, this is not about the Jets. This is about you and your football career, my friend. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't work with the Jets, okay, fine. You could still play for somebody else. There's a ton of people who have left the Jets and gone on to play for other teams in the National Football League. Okay? So this is not about the Jets. This is about you and your career. Because pushing people around doesn't pay a lot of money <laughs> other than in the National Football League. Right. I'm just saying. Uh, and it would be one thing if he had, uh, in the words of Bill Parcells, the pelts on the wall, right? Like no. if he had some um, some huge uh, lists of, of accomplishments in his time with the Jets. He's played two years, and he's played, I think, what, 14 games, 15 games in two years? Maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> Maybe. Not what you and, want. And, and and franchise left tackles and guys that get taken oh. in the first round, they generally have a, a long rope. He does, yes. he is, he's down to his last grasp here if, yes. it, if it does not work out this year. A long financial rope. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you'll be willing to give that guy more opportunities than somebody who was drafted in the fifth round. The fact that yeah. he's already seems like if it doesn't work well this year, he's gone. Yeah. And, and, and some people thought he might have been gone last year. Yeah, really? I mean, he's only, I mean, Gordon, he's only brought back because he's still under contract. Right. And, you know. You have nothing better. You have nothing better. Yeah. Or, or he's depth. He's a reserve for you right now. He's got to earn you Because, Gordon, you, you, have, you can't prove he can play. You have no confidence he's going to play the whole season. None. 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 What has he Why done to you? show to you? He right. hasn't done anything. Nothing. And he's going to talk? And it's always, it. It, it's always interesting when a guy – three or four years in shows up in the best shape of his career. Oh yeah. What, 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 what were you doing this entire time before this? Uh, waiting for my contract to come right. up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that it's about to end. Yeah. I, I got to pick things know, up. I got to step it up. Yeah. So all the, all the, all the videos on YouTube and on the, on social media about look what I'm doing. I'm ready. I'm answering. I got fire. I got this. Can you do me a favor? Don't show me any videos. Right. Don't say just, a thing. Just show me. Just get on the football field and do your job. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, That's it. all I need. That's all Jet fans care about. Can you stay healthy and block and keep Aaron Rodgers upright? Because if you can do that, they don't care what you say. They don't care what whatever. All that stuff is under the bridge. And you know what? It's also under the bridge with the Jet front office because that's what they thought you were supposed to do when they first drafted you. I mean, it seemed like a good idea when you looked at it. The numbers yeah, were mean, like he was the eleven. What was the eleventh pick in the draft? I think he was the eleventh pick in the draft. You know, and and when he played early, you I mean you know as far as running, he was pushing people right out of the way. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't stay on the field, right? And that's not the sport to be in when you can't stay on the field. It's not great. No, it isn't. Uh, Spikes and Say P. What's up, Spike? First of all, Larry. I mean, you're telling me it's you're over 40 and you wake up with aches and pains. How do you think I feel? Well, you're I'm over 40 and you wake up with aches and pains too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I'll tell you, there are some mornings I wake up and I go, I got to do this again, but of course I want to. I uh, just want to make a quick basketball comment because sure. the way this uh, schedule shakes out, it's going to be nine days. And uh, and one thing about LeBron last night, and Gordon, you alluded to it, of course, properly. Uh, he didn't take into consideration. I have all the respect in the world for that guy. I just he probably played fourteen, fifteen hundred games, maybe three hundred playoff games, and mm-hmm. the minutes and everything. And he was brilliant last night. But yeah, I don't think he took into consideration, or maybe he just wasn't prepared with that thin air out there. You know, I said he can't keep that up, and he got—he was like Jalen Brunson. Where's the help? They were home yeah. alone, both of those yeah. guys. It was, right. it was a shame, but I learned a lot, and I've watched Jokic quite a bit. Uh, Jamal Murray's made a full recovery. What did he have? Uh, Achilles or ACL? I forget. Do you remember? I think it's ACL. Yeah, I think it was so he ACL. Made a full I'm not recovery. sure. They, that's a good coach. We knew who his father was, and I'm happy mm-hmm. for him. And uh, I, I, I look if Miami ever pulls this off, and I agree with you on, on Peter. That's that's wonderful. As much as I hate the Celtics, but they they I haven't seen a game that bad in 30 years. Uh, maybe you know Nick Charlotte this year, but boy, they didn't show up. And and this guy's a great coach with Spolstra, and and the cutting and the ten guys oh. and. 
The, the names you don't know mean nothing yeah. because you know how Jimmy Butler plays. He plays in the playoffs like Bernard, you know, like Ubi would say, mm-hmm. give the ball to Bernard and get out of my way. You know, right. please. That's, that's how great he is in the playoffs. And, and one last comment, you know, this, this conversation, obviously, it'll be when I'm well gone and my grandchildren are well gone, it'll still be Michael and LeBron. And Larry, I watched you play a little bit. Gordon, he could play. He could box out. He wasn't an offensive guy because I went to the school and I didn't know Larry then except, you know, I watched the guy play. Uh, if Larry didn't box out, he didn't get any run. That's just the way his coach treated him. And in those days, but he could play. He could play. A big, strong guy that could box out. And the thing is, with LeBron and Michael, it's just it, – I went to high school when Kareem did. And I saw a lot of Kareem in high school. So as a 16-, 17-year-old, watching then at Louis Alcindor play, just trying to imagine 60 years ago where I was watching. And Kareem, uh, there was a call at the end of the K show. He lost a lot of eligibility. Well, they changed the rules because mm-hmm. of him. Yeah. You know, they did that for Wilt, and they did it for him. And you just can't imagine at 17, he was probably, I don't know how big he was, at 6'10", 6'9". It was a joke. It was just a joke how he dominated. And he'll always be in my top three. It could be any order you guys want, but uh, they're all three all-time great players, and we should always enjoy those. And uh, we'll see. If it's nine days, I'll wait nine days. But I don't see anyone beating Denver, boys. Do you? No, I don't. Not the way they're playing, Spike. No. But I, but but I'm not going to bet against Miami. I'm just no, not going to bet can't. against them. Right. I'm just not. I, I you know the way Jimmy Butler's. It's, you know how it is, Gordon. It's it's that hot team. They're the hot team right now. Mm-hmm. They are. They and, are. and and it's it's interesting because um, we always make it out like, well, you got to get the lottery pick and you got to get the guy at the top of the draft, and and that's not really the way that either team has been built. So it kind of gives you hope that if you don't build it that way, that you can still get it done. You better have a good scouting system. And, and you got to be able to identify talent, right, and develop yeah. that talent. Yeah. And the other thing, the third thing is uh, you got to know what your team's identity is mm-hmm. and how what, what fits what you want to do. And it's easy for Miami because Spolster has been there forever. They haven't had the constant coach changeover, right? They haven't had the constant front office changeover. So, you know, you're able, everybody knows what, what you're looking for, right? It's like, Gordon, with you and your wife or Jeanette and me, they, they send us to the store. We know what they want. <laughs> you know? Well, it's because they gave us a list. They gave us a list. Right. And you it's the same thing. Yeah, get this. And that's what and that's what Spolster has done to, for the scouting with Miami. And they, they brought him what he needs because they know – and they're also on the lookout for this too, Gordon, because they know he's going to be there and they know this is the type of play he's looking for. It's much easier when you have that as opposed to, well, we could get this guy, but you know, I don't know what's going to happen here. And well, look at the record this year. There could be a coaching change. It, it, continuity in the front office and on the sidelines is huge, Gordon. It just is for whatever team you're looking for. Yeah, it helps uh, a lot. They, they run a, a, a great program down there. And you just think about what a championship means for Jimmy Butler's legacy. We, you know, we always talk about legacy. What, what mm-hmm. does it mean for Jokic's legacy? Yeah, it would mean a lot. Right? Mean, especially for Denver, who's, you know, Never the last, a- last ABA franchise to even get to a championship. You know, that comes that came to the NBA. You know, the Nets have been there and uh, Spurs have been there. So, you know, they're one of the last two that, that haven't been able to get it done. So, you know, that that's a big thing for them as well. You know what, Gordon? I know that Harvey is a fabulous soccer player and is, you know, like headers and stuff like that around mm-hmm. the net. He's yeah, that would explain a lot, the headers, yes. I've never seen him jump up and down this high. I guess we better take a break. Okay. 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Miami up three love in the series. Boston trying to hang in and, you know, salvage whatever dignity they have left after (laughs) game three. But listen, it's the one thing, Gordon, about this situation for them. They can put that behind them and go out and win a game today. And the whole narrative has changed. Yeah, I mean, if it's going to start, that's how you're going to start it, right? You have to start with that one, and and who knows? Maybe if they got one, thing it would have to look dramatically different than it's looked so far. I mean, they yes. lost a blowout game. They've lost close games in the series. So, uh, 
it's hard to imagine right now, but we, we'd say this every playoff series, they're, they're, the games are not interconnected. So no, the only no. game that matters is today's, and then if they win that game, that gets them a chance to play another game that's not connected to this game. So, yep. But they got to win this one first, which might be a tall task after the way game three looked. Yeah, I, I got to see something totally different. I, mm-hmm. really, I don't know. I got to see something totally different. Uh, Tommy's in Long Island. Tommy, what do you think? Hey, friend. Um, I think Miami getting a point and a half. Uh, what do you think? Will they win it outright? or? So, Gordon, what, what's your thought process on this? He says Miami's getting a point and a half. I was, I'm yeah. not going to dabble. Look, at the point and a half, I, I don't really think it does me any good. Uh, if I were to be uh, looking to bet the game, I think I would just bet money line and not worry about the point and a half uh, and see if I could get a little bit more coin well, out of it. Um, because usually well, it's like one minus 110 as opposed to, I don't know what the Celtics are right now, if it's, if it's plus 110 or plus 105 or well, plus 100, well, somewhere around there. Well, actually, my friend, I just bet the money line, like you said. Yeah. Can I talk about uh, Jess for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I saw on the news, he did something with his calf or something today. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it bad? Good? What? Well, it's not good. Well, it's not good, no. <laughs> but it's not bad well, this, this, I feel much better now that I, I got rid of this thing. It's not good, but no, I don't think it's bad. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's not, it really is. Don't worry about it, Tommy. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay. Thanks for the phone call. As a matter of fact, you know what? Here, let's do this. Let's do this, Gordon. Aaron Rodgers, because all the media was there today. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Rodgers was asked, what's going on with this calf? And here's what he had to say. I just tweaked my calf. and It's good photos there. I just tweaked my calf in the uh, little pre-practice conditioning. So I decided to take a, take a vet day. So, so, so here's the thing, Gordon. Listen, right, right. I tweaked my calf. And here's the key phrase. I decided to take a vet day. Yeah, yeah. That that that's how it's going to operate. That's it. That's it. Then, you it, know. And look, if this doesn't work for some reason, he's going to get all the blame. No question. In, in terms of the offense, now if the defense stinks, he won't get the blame. No. But mm-hmm. if the offense is not good for whatever reason, he's not good. The team's not good. They're not scoring points. He's go. It's almost like a Kevin Durant situation. Mm-hmm. Like when they were going to make the trade for James Harden. Well, you already got Durant here. This is what he wants. You kind of have to go that way if that's mm-hmm. what he wants and he's your guy. You're riding with Aaron Rodgers. So he's kind of calling the shots. And it's, it's one of the reasons why I think I feel better about the offense is because the coaching staff, it, it's based on him. He picked the coach that he wants as the offensive coordinator. He's picked some of the players that he wants to throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. So it's all on him. So if, the, if he feels like he needs a day, he gets a day. Yeah. No question about it. But it better work. Better work because uh, you are correct. He will get the blame. Mm -hmm. And uh, much like uh, the situation that happened in Brooklyn, Steve Nash was gone. And so will Robert Sala be gone Mm -hmm. too. Yep. It's the way it is. That's just it. Yeah, he'll get the blame, but, but he'll get, but if he wants to, he'll get to come back. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, won't. he'll get his money. Yes, <laughs> the money will still they go won't. to him. But yes, uh, the blame. Someone else will end up paying the price, but the blame will fall at his feet. Yeah, uh, Gordon. There was one other thing that I saw today that made me laugh. I gave you four earlier, right? Yes. Yeah. There was one more. I'll share it with you next, and take some more phone calls on ninety-eight seven ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Flex has been part of our scheduling for quite a while. We expanded it to Thursday night. It will be used judiciously, if at all. It's a very limited time period, and it's also something that is uh, what we would consider a higher bar. Uh, we expanded it to 28 days in the context of our fans and making sure that they have appropriate notice uh, if that does happen. Um, but we have uh, data on the safety of the game. There has been no difference. In fact, it's slightly lower on Thursday nights. We don't see that. We haven't seen that in the data since we've been playing since 2006, I believe it is. Uh, so we don't think it's inconsistent at all with player safety. <laughs> that was number five, Gordon. Roger Goodell. No, Thursday Night Flex is not inconsistent to player safety. We put it in play, Gordon, so it helps players. Look at the record. There's nothing that shows that Thursday Night Football is inconsistent to player safety. And what a coincidence. We can make an extra $100 million while doing it. <laughs> I mean, can you? What are the chances of that? Oh, come on. We're. It's for the good of the game. And well, it's our for fans our fans too. Yes, oh. it's it's for our fans, Larry. That's oh, what it's all about. Please, who who thinks more of their fans than us <laughs> at the National Football League? <laughs> They're gonna tell you when they when they when you get to the game and they pick you up by the ankle and shake out whatever last money you have left. No, this is for your benefit. You're gonna be so much lighter walking up the stairs. You're not gonna have money in your pockets anymore. Those coins, they're gonna fall out. We'll take care of those for you. The We're best. always thinking about our fans. That's all. You know, it's funny you say about the, the different headlines. and How is that? I have one for you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I got to find it here. Hold on a second. All right, no problem. Um, there's a couple of different ones. Mm-hmm. One of them is a quote. It's a quote from, uh, from Windhorst. Okay. And it is, quote, Kyrie Irving is ready to come to the Lakers. <laughs> he, he is now prepared, Larry. <laughs> He is now ready to go. He's been in all the home games. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's now he's now prepared. I'm 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 here. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Amazing. <laughs> what does Dallas have to say? Oh, goodbye. My yeah. <laughs> well, goodbye. I did see a headline that they were actually. I think that they were looking um, at Anthony. There was a story that they were looking at Anthony Davis down the stretch of the season. So who knows? The other one I saw was from the Post. Lakers conference uh, final meltdown increasing the chances they sign Kyrie Irving. No way. Yes. Really? What a shock. <laughs> yeah. And when you have a meltdown, the first person you want to get on the phone is Kyrie Irving. That's it. He'll fix everything. Just what we need. Just what you need. Absolutely. He'll bring sanity. Mm, yes. And calmness. Oh, and bring everybody together, mind. Larry. Please. Man after my own heart. Yeah, listen. Well, he does it a little differently than you. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he, yes, he does. Not exactly the same way. No, not not in any ways. No. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh let's go to Nelson in Long Island. What's up, Nelson? How's it going, buddy? Thank you for taking the call. Uh Nelson. Derek Jeter said it best a couple of years ago. The great teams make a run, the hot teams win it all. Now, that being said, I've been telling friends and family members about Eric Spolstra. I think I'm a diehard Knicks fan, but I have the utmost respect for the man. I personally feel that this man ever becomes available. With the talent we have, there's one thing that I've actually acknowledged from Eric is the fact that accountability and presence mean something. I would love to see him coach the Knicks. I would love to see him get the best out of Jalen, RJ, and whoever's in the staff. I would love to see what he can do with this team. What do you think? Never happened. Never happened, Nelson. Never happened. Thanks for the phone call. If you think the man who said goodbye to the Knicks in a fax is going to let his head coach leave and come to coach the Knicks, never happened. Gordon, you got a better it never happened. <laughs> I can't you got even a better of chance of seeing God than seeing that happen, Larry. <laughs> I mean, there's no I mean, come on. It's not happening. No. There's no way. Nelson, you're a thousand percent right. And, it, and once again, it, it's a, it's the constant conversation, Gordon, that we have on our regular show, ESPN New York tonight, you know, 10 o'clock, uh, about how important it is coaching is in sports. And we don't think about it all the time, in, like in the pros. We, we It's a given in football. We're talking about pros. Mm-hmm. It's a given in football. And I think even in hockey, it's a given. 
But Gordon, it's not so much a given in, in, in basketball. And then you look at what Boston's going through. Now, part of it is their, what's going on with the players, which is something else. But let's be fair. Uh, Missoula's not going to be confused with a, a Hall of Fame coach right now. Some of the things that he's done. Yeah, the, the, in terms of the, the matchups in the series, no. that one is uh, a huge one. Maybe none favors the, the Miami Heat more than the coaching matchup. Yeah, it, and, and, it's, and it's a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, like, it's not even close. Not close. And part of it is the fact that he has made no adjustments defensively. I mean, this, look, we know Boston's not a great defensive team, but Gordon, they're not even trying. They didn't even try for most of the series. Obviously, game three is the one that's in your mind. But, I mean, Miami's been living in the pain in that series. And the other thing is, you can just see, and I think, you know, when you watch it, they are begging Boston to shoot threes. Shoot the three. And, Gordon, what are they doing? They're shooting the three. Can you go to the basket? Can you drive and force Miami's defense to collapse and move the ball and do something else? Why are you just putting up threes, Gordon, when you're not hitting them? you got to make the adjustment. And go to the basket. Do something different. And and they all have that mentality. The next three is going to go. The next one's going to go. And the, and now they're down 25. Oh, what the hell? Let's put it up now. <laughs> and yeah. That's how they end up losing. And, and these were two teams a year ago that faced off in this similar spot. And, and it was a seven-game series with the yep. Celtics winning in game seven to go to the NBA finals. And uh, it does not look like the same two teams from a year ago. It really that's doesn't. It does not. Not even close. Uh, Sean's in Queens. What's up, Sean? Ellis, how are you guys doing today? Hey, Sean. So I think what you said about the front office and the sidelines was so profound. Coaching matters in the NBA. And if you look at a team like the San Antonio Spurs with Greg Popovich, his teams, his players, they play for him. They don't have the the glamour. They weren't the number one picks of, of, of any draft. But they play hard. They're 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 competitive, and I think that's what you're seeing right now with the Heat, and with the the teams that lost coaches this year, like the Doc Rivers and the um the Monty Williams and the the, the Mike Budenhauser. You got to give these guys a little bit of time. You can't just cut them off at the legs and say, "All right, we're going to fire you because they didn't win the the championships." So I think what you said was very profound. If the, the head office and the sidelines are in marriage with each other, it makes co- coaching easier for a coach because he doesn't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to get clipped at the end of the season because I, I didn't win a chip. And um, I just want to commend you on that because that's very profound in the league today. All thank right, you well, for Sean, Thank you. Thanks for checking in. And here's the other thing, Gordon. You mentioned Monty Williams. I think, honestly, considering that they made a trade that just devastated the depth of their team, to bring in Kevin Durant, who got hurt as soon as he got there, and to fire Monty Williams because they couldn't compete. That's just not fair. That wasn't fair to Monty Williams. You just brought this player in, and he got hurt. He didn't play for almost half the games. Then, as you go into the playoffs, Chris Paul gets hurt, who's been an integral part of your team, and then you blame Monty Williams for losing? Now, look, they didn't play well. They didn't didn't look good. There's no question about it. But... (laughs) The key members of their bench, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, are playing for Brooklyn. <laughs> you yeah, never replaced them. It, it, look, it's it, in the NBA, it is very much a star-driven league, and the stars have the power. But he's right. There are organizations that uh, do not allow that to happen. Miami is one of them. Um, and you'd have to say that uh, San Antonio was one of them. Now, he said that they, they didn't have the number one. Well, they did have the number one pick when they got Tim Duncan. That's, right, <laughs> that's, right. that's certainly a big part of it. But there are organizations that have some stability and they just don't turn things over to the star. Sometimes turning things over to the star works. You know, it's worked for mm-hmm. LeBron in a couple of spots, but it doesn't work for all the stars. And, and what happened with, uh, and unfortunately, the coaches are the ones that get the blame a lot of times, and, and it really should be on the players themselves. Yeah, no doubt about it. Because, you know, because here's, as, as we all know, it, here's, here's the coach's job. Trust me. <laughs> I can make you better. If you follow what I have to say, we'll get, I'll, I can get you a ring. And if they don't believe you, Gordon, they will shut you right down. And mm-hmm. you will be packing up and leaving. Mm-hmm. Yep. And really, that's what's going to happen to Missoula and Boston. If they continue to play like this, if they, if they get swept, 
He's not going to be. He's going to be the first change they make. Well, in, in fairness, he has not distinguished himself, and I don't look at that. If they do make that change, I will not look at that as the stars are running the show there as much as they they made a change because the previous coach and he got thrown into the spot there, and it just uh, it didn't work for whatever reason. So they they they're going to have to they because they certainly have the pieces to compete at this level. They they competed last year. They were in the NBA Finals last year, so they have to switch something up there. So the easiest thing would be, especially with a lot of coaches being available, that that would be the change they'll make. Gordon and I will continue our conversation with you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show. Being maybe a couple of days past 40, Aaron Rodgers, this is the rest of your life. You're going to wake up with tweaks and soreness and just a calf already. He hasn't even been hit yet. If the calf has been tweaked already, they really better make sure that offensive line is in good shape. When you are banking your entire season on a guy at his age, that should always be first foremost in your mind because that there has to be a part of you that how can this possibly go wrong? The first way that it can go wrong for the Jets is if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. This is the Dan Grosser Show. And, and listen, I'm not pretending that I was an elite athlete, Gordon. No. But I, you don't have to agree that is. Well, but, no, but, I think we both got <laughs> I, I'm thinking myself. On 98.7 ESPN. 30 minutes away from Celtics Heat on 98.7 ESPN. It's Hardestine Damien Fagrasa. Still taking your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, huh? At Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damon, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. And uh, interesting first hour, Gordon. We had a lot of fun. Yes, and someone should alert the Celtics that they're a half hour away. <laughs> just in case, because they got to come out rolling Ready. right off the bat. Right, you, don't, you, yeah. you can't wait a, a half to get going. you got to be hit the ground running. By the way, Gordon, where would you get your glasses from? Those I like those. I found these online somewhere. They're reading glasses, but they have like a little magnet in the middle. So that when I don't need the reading glasses, I can just separate them and they fall down by the wayside. It's and then perfect. when I They're need them, broke. I can just pull them up and they click right into click right into space uh, cl- uh, into into place. There, you know. It's great. I don't, I don't remember what the name of them though. is. I don't want to give them a free plug anyway. No, no, no. They don't deserve price. that. No, 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 no. No, no. You but pay. yes, when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, things he, I don't think he needs reading glasses just yet. But just no. to alert him down the road, that will be. These are the other things a, that happen. These are the things that pop up. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, about that. That's right. I hate glasses. Yeah, see, even Don knows. <laughs> these things happen. They change. They change. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry and Gordon. How's it going for you guys today? Jose, what's going on? Oh, I just wanted to talk to you guys about some football with the New York Jets. And I just got to say, I love you guys because you're just straight with no chaser. And you guys get right to the point. Um, And, Gordon, you you called it out perfectly with the draft. It's, you know, and I I thank you for not, like, insulting people's intelligence by saying it's a crapshoot. No, it's a casting call. It's always been a casting call. It's about who can fit that position, who we think fits that position. Because in no way could the Jets ever really tell me that, you know, what's the coincidence with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson? They both, you know, kind of have this blonde hair, nice, you know, like complexion with blue eyes. And, you know, it's kind of what we think is what a quarterback should look like. But if only a senile man could tell me that, you know, Zach Wilson in shorts and, and Justin Fields in shorts and after a workout, you're going to tell me that Zach Wilson is more athletic and he's the Mormon Mahomes. <laughs> so that's just, you know, one of those things. It's always been a casting call. But uh, the my point is with the Aaron Rodgers and the Mackay Becton um, things, Aaron Rodgers, are, are we really going to act like this is not like a ploy to get out of OTAs? No. Okay, all right. I just want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the way I read it. Yeah, Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah, because I'm just like, you know, he, he did everything right, and I was literally about to call in the morning and apologize to the guys who I think were clowns because I was going to admit I was wrong, and then I hear this news that I just started laughing, and I sent it, I sent a text to my friend, and he was just like, you knew this was going to happen, <laughs> and I just said to myself, well, I'm just like, uh, I'm just not by, I'm not going to say that it's not a legit injury. If it is, there is some concern. 
but I'm just not buying this right now. It's just too convenient after all the good press has gone by. Um, and for Mackay Becton, really, my dude, uh, to, to blame the position change, like, 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 like no, no, it, it has nothing to do with the extra 25 pounds that you had on your knee and uh, that, that's impacting your joints on a, uh, on a play-by-play situation. That, that has nothing to do with it, right? I know I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a body expert and everything. But as a person that went up and down in weight, they usually say when you lose, when you lose weight, it's literally, it's literally like an anvil off your joints. And, and, and I have to agree because when I was lighter, it was definitely a lot much easier. So, so I don't know where he gets off on trying to blame the coaching and blame everyone else because, honestly, what he just did was he cost himself some money because even if he has a great, fantastic year, all those teams in the NFL are going to look at those comments and be like, really? <laughs> You're right, Jose. No question about have it. Thanks for one. the phone call. You too. It's like Gordon is like a doctor said to me years ago. Because <laughs> I, I am my weight has always been an issue, and he said, "It's like this. Either sometimes when you have an old leather bag, if you want to still put this, if, if you want it to still be okay and not have to get new leather straps, got to put less in the bag." <laughs> <laughs> so it's very simple, Mackay Beckton. If you want your joints to be as nimble as they were a couple of years ago. Then it's very simple. You got to put less on those joints, and that's what that that way they'll move a little easier for you. And I would disagree with Jose uh, about the comment. The comments will not matter as long as he performs. Yeah, but he's got to perform. Yeah. Gotta and perform. other teams won't care as long as he performs, and the yeah. Jets won't care as long as he performs. Talk is cheap, and as long as he goes out there, and if he turns out to be the answer that they're looking for along that offensive line, the comments will be long forgotten, long gone. But there's a good chance that they're not going to Yeah, play. right. <laughs> there's a good chance. Gabriel's in Brooklyn. What's up, Gabe? Hey. What's happening? Hello? Hello? Yeah, we got you. What you got? Oh, oh how you doing, guys? Listen, Boston about to get massacred tonight. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell you something. Like, I watched the games. It looks like the players are blaming the coach, and the coach is blaming the players with Boston. Like, this is like um, last year. Remember when when um when the pressure got to but when Golden State really put the pressure on them, they started folding. This is the same thing they're doing again this year. Yeah. And I think it's going to be worse than the other night. I really oh, do. Oh, it can't be worse than the other night. No, no, yeah, it, can't no be, it can't be worse. Oh, yes, it no. can't. No. It can't be worse. No. Yo, it could if, be worse. Unless they just lie down on the court and physically quit. <laughs> they ain't got to lie down. Bro. Miami already took their soul. So Miami, my, you know what? I'll say the other way around. Miami already took their heart. So now all Miami got to do is take their soul tonight, and they're done. I mean, we know they're going to be done, but I'm just saying. I just I just think it's going to happen real bad tonight. That's the feeling that I got. I hear you, Gabriel. Thanks for checking in. I mean, you're right, Chris. Well, they could just lay down. Right. I mean, they don't come back out after halftime. I mean, how could it be worse? <laughs> I mean, it, it it was pretty bad the other night. It was awful. Oof. It was awful. Yeah. It really was. It really was. Home runs are affecting both teams tonight. Huh? Yeah. Um, they're, they're flying in the Bronx. Unfortunately, I feel like they're moving the wall when the Yankees are at the plate. And when the or- <laughs> it's getting much closer when the Orioles at the plate. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's, 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 it's really, it's, it's just crazy. A couple of home runs. Baltimore's up 4 nothing. Cubs have a home run off McGill, and they're up one nothing against the Yankees. Rob's against the Cubs. Rob's in Smithtown. What's up, Rob? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with the other car. Yeah, that's like ridiculous. But um, I'm just saying, you know, I was going to bring up something about the Mets. Like, so, I'm, you know, I'm a big Mets fan, and um, I always I have like, a, you know, it's funny. I, bring it up because I have a Jacob DeGrom shirt and I'm always a fan of him but the thing I don't get and I hope you guys can explain it to me um, is like why did he get like why is he not pitching for the Mets anymore I don't get it like he well, was good for the I'll, like, I'll share this with you Rob I'll share Mets. this with you Rob and thanks for the phone call Gordon before I answer Rob did I miss it like he was in another conversation before he started with us yeah he, he picked up <laughs> midpoint <laughs> He's like, I, the first like I was just his first line, I think, was like I was just saying. 
I'm like, well, we just we just started talking. How do what was it? What yeah, was it just I was like, okay. So Rob, listen to this. Um, the Mets didn't want to pay him all this money to be injured like he is now. It's right. very simple. Yeah, <laughs> that sums it right up. They didn't yep. want to pay him to continue to be injured the way he has been injured right now. And is I think he had a side session a couple of days ago, Gordon, because he you know inflammation of the elbow. I think it was off the top of my head. And you know, there's a lot, there's a, a lot of things. It's like that operation game. There's a lot yeah, of different exactly. moving parts there that can can go sideways. It's tough to keep track of all the different things that have happened to uh, Jacob Degrom. And 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 look, uh, the Mets, in terms of two moves that they didn't make, that that looks like they made the right moves with Degrom being one of them. He's been hurt so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Carlos Correa, yeah, not off to the best of starts. And 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 that one's scary because you'd figure, all right, whoever signs him, maybe that issue with well, I think it was the ankle maybe yes. that becomes an issue at some point mm-hmm. but at least early on you'll get some production out of him and he'll still be the same guy he's not been the same guy already no not so at all. that's not a great sign for that contract long term if he's not performing like you wanted him to already yep that's for sure Buddha's in the Bronx hey Buddha Bar drive <laughs>
I hear you, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. Part of it, though, Gordon, and we've had this conversation before, but part of it is, you know, there's a thin line with this new era of coaching, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, if you don't have that cachet, you can't really go after players now. Even to the point you have to play the role well, you know, you have to play, like you call them, word salad. You, you got to play, you got to walk that thin line. Well, you know, we're not going to get into it, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know he wants to tell them to shut up. And, and who knows, maybe behind the scenes he has, but at right. least in the in the public forum, he's going to say all the right things to make it not be a story that continues on more than one day. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got something just for you, Buddha, and I'm going to share it with you when we return on 98.7 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Zach had a really nice day yesterday. He's been a sponge. I think Zach has handled this as good as a professional can handle this. I'm excited for him because I think he's he's approaching this in a way where I think he can grow from this with the the mindset at which he's approaching. And there's no doubt in my mind that Zach is going to get so much better through this experience. And and I am confident that he is going to turn into the player that we know he can be. Gordon Buddha just ran off the road. <laughs> Don't do that to Buddha. <sighs> Why do they keep saying this stuff about Zach Wilson? Gordon? Well, they, they they keep asking, stuff. right? I mean, they keep asking questions. You got to say something. We don't have to say that. I don't. What are you gonna say? He, like he's you can't say hard. what am I supposed? What guys? Gordon, what do you want me to say? Gordon, Gordon, he's working hard. Done. Right. Not this. He's still making. He's going to be the that guy book. that we think he can be. No, no, no. Yeah, you got to put a positive spin on it. This is what all these teams do now. He's and, working and hard. And you know what? Talking to kids at a certain age, and now my kid, my son is a little bit younger. Obviously, he's only fifteen. But you talk to kids now, and and things that the way we did it, or the way we were brought up on things, mm-hmm. it doesn't translate now. So I get it. I I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. But it's it's clearly an organizational decision where they're saying we're gonna we're gonna boost him up or try to help his self esteem or whatever you want to say to try to make it seem like things are better than they are because we don't want to come down on him after the season he had and, and hope that against hope that maybe somewhere down the road he actually turns out to be somewhat of a productive player. I hear what you're saying, Gordon, and you're a thousand percent right. The only thing I would say is when you benched him. <laughs> and made him inactive twice last year. Right. He didn't care about what right. he thought. Right. No. Uh, look, what he's saying so don't change defies all logic. I completely agree with you. I understand that. But it's part of the reason he's in that position now. Because you know what? You coddled him. Gordon, yeah. you coddled him yeah, from the they, beginning. They, 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 they've, they've messed it up every step of the way, starting with picking him. Part of the, <laughs> that's right. That was the first mistake. <laughs> 
<laughs> Obviously, that was the, but it wasn't the last. It wasn't uh, the last. They, they compounded it by not bringing anybody in to help him every, and all this stuff. Every step of the way. <laughs> you know? Making him the starter right away when it was exactly. clear he wasn't ready. No. And once again, and we had this conversation earlier, and a couple of phone callers have said it. And it's true, Gordon. He, yeah, you know, you, he doesn't fit the part. I think Sam Darnold looks more the part of what you think of as a quarterback. Yes. Uh, because of his height and everything, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. But I will say this. I still believe it, Gordon. Who you play in college matters. Your competition matters. I don't care if you have three really str- three or four really strong teams a year. How you perform against those teams, Gordon, it matters. It matters how you carry yourself. It matters how you are able to go against other teams. It matters. And they just didn't do a good job with him. The fact that he, the, the competition he faced at BYU did not get him ready for the NFL. Just didn't. It didn't. But, look, there's, there's guys who have succeeded in the NFL who had even lower level of competition. Josh Allen playing at Wyoming, right? Yeah. I mean, but he went into an organization that had a good clue on things and good mm-hmm. coaching and good coaches, and, and, and they were able to overcome that, that lack of experience. With the Jets, yeah. it, was, it was not just one thing wrong. It was, it was everything wrong. It was a bunch. Yeah, it was a bunch absolutely. of things. No question. And there's always exceptions. All right, my friend. Well, we'll be on the radio tomorrow night. That's for sure. Either hopefully Dan will be back at 7 and we'll be on at 10. So, my friend, be good on the radio tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. Sounds good, Larry. All right, that wraps up this edition of the Dan Grosser Show. Larry Harsty, Gordon Damon filling in for Dan. We thank you. Harvey and Joe, thank you very much. Up next, Boston, Miami. Is it the end? We'll find out next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>